Shout out to the VIPs. The uh, next episode is out and ready to go. And by the way, if you want to subscribe, you can do so through YouTube or you can do throw so through Apple Music. We're still working on the Spotify version. How much does it cost? It's $4 a month. No, not true. It's $3.99. Okay, fair enough. $3.99 a month. And on Apple, you get a 14-day free trial if you just want to check out the episodes. Yeah, and if you want to rip us off. Uh, some people were saying if you have YouTube Premium, it comes with like a 30-day trial. I don't have YouTube Premium. So I have I Premium. Yeah. Uh, you should check it. You should try it if it comes with that. Well, that's, I, that's I, amazing <laughs> deal. I can watch it. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, no, no it's, it's cool. Like, and I think... Oh, yeah. You just have access to the back end. No, no. I watch... I, I, I actually like when... Oh, you subscribe. Well, because I think it's important to, to watch things the way that the people that watch our show would watch them. Ah. Right. If I go in the back end, that's not really fair. I want to see it. Like, is this easy to watch? Are people going to enjoy this? This mm. is. These are the things that you have to do to check mm. check on yourself. You know. Anyway, it um, it helps a small business like ours, and it also is a lot of fun. Uh, we uh, we had some hot takes on Valentine's Day, and I know that doesn't sound like the most interesting thing right now, but I hate Valentine's Day, and you can find <laughs> out why. Yes. And it's not because I'm divorced. It's a little bit. It's not. Not because Partly. of divorce. I hated Valentine's Day before I got divorced. That's true. That's true. Right? Jesse's no, yeah, Jesse yeah. knows. No, you did. You did indeed hate it before I'm, you were divorced. I've been a hater. He hates it more because yeah. it's divorced. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk, about, let's talk about last night. Before the game, Morgan Riley. Uh, it was announced he will have an in-person hearing today. It's probably going on right now with Brad Living, uh, Morgan Riley's agent, and the lawyers from the NHLPA. This will be in person, appealing directly to G bets. <laughs> and what's interesting about the way this works is, had the NHL gone to six games, they would have been able to appeal to Gary. Gary would have been able to uphold the suspension, and then they would have been able to go to a neutral arbitrator. But knowing that they probably were over suspending this player, they they went ah, let's not do six, let's do five, so they can take the arbitrator out of it. So. Whatever Gary Bettman says today is final. I have to ask the NHLPA how they ever allowed this type of negotiation to happen. I, You know, it's interesting with the NHL, too, and I want to say this. Because they didn't do anything for like a quarter century. The MLB, if you appeal your suspension, you get to play. Because, because the way an appeal works is that you're appealing to the, the powers that be or to a higher court in, in the case of law. Right. And a lot of times people who are appealing are out on... Out on whatever, out on bond, out on bail, whatever. Um, in this particular case, in, in hockey, you have to serve the suspension. You never get those games back. Nope. And the only thing you might get is a few a few bucks back, which, I mean, for NHL players, is a lot of money. But at the end of the day, you still lose those games, and the team still loses that cap space, which then can be reactivated retroactively. It's all a pain in the ass. It's an incredible how, pain in the ass. How the PA even let it get to this point is shocking. Well, like... One one of the things uh, the other day when they announced all those guys were sick, Marner and Tavares, and then the next day, Nylander at practice, I'm like, okay, how many more illnesses or injuries away are the Leafs from not being able to ice a full roster <laughs> because of the cap? Yeah. I uh, I didn't know the answer. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, it's a very common theme with the NHL. It is. So- I, I do like, though, that you said NHLPA lawyers. So there's going to be a lawyer there arguing on behalf of Morgan Riley and one 
arguing on behalf of Ridley Gregg because they're both members of the union. Right. <laughs> that's how that's, it works. That's not how it works. Believe that. Oh, it's not? No, no. Yeah, oh, no. it's just random? No, in this case, the NHL is is aligned with uh, Ridley Gregg. Ridley Gregg is a product of the man, you could say. Wow. Yeah. Ridley Gregg. Ridley Gregg is cop. pro-establishment. Yeah. He's total cop. How dare you, Ridley <laughs> Gregg? He's a, no, he's not even a cop. He's a hall monitor. Whoa. He's the one who's dating you for, like, giving you, uh, he's like a, the, the student that gives you detention for going to the bathroom and hanging out too long by your lockers. Listen, no one likes the Leafs. Um, we've acknowledged that Morgan Riley deserved to be suspended. Um, no, it's not enough, Steve. No, yeah, but for me, this is uh, uh, how do you like your monster, Doctor Frankenstein? They've gone all this time without giving out adequate suspensions, and now they're finally going to do it against the team that I cheer for. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me while I watch the world burn. The CJ wrote an article in the Athletic today about how there's a possibility that Riley's could get that one game back and they get down to four and that since they're having the hearing today and it usually takes one to three days post hearing for Gary Butman to make his decision that Riley could miss the four games and then Gary can make that decision in time for the fifth and then he could play the fifth and it's $39,000 a game that he, he's Whoa, that's so a lot of money that, that's what he's fighting for today that's he's fighting a, for 40 grand which is not insignificant at all that's a Dodge that's, Caravan that's uh, eight times the maximum fine under the CBA can I ask you guys something? It's a lot of money. How how hilarious is it? Because when it was reported yesterday um, that that Gary Bettman had moved up his time frame to see that I'm like, you mean Gary did, Bettman did his job? Did his job. Yeah. <laughs> and what's hilarious is that when it, I remember with Dennis Wyden, remember that was the 20 game thing for hitting the ref. Yes. Gary Bettman like took his time. Yeah. Meeting with he was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna go as slow as humanly possible. I'm gonna here. let the biggest story in hockey right now drag on for as long as possible. Well, what's hilarious about the NHLPA here too, and this is all stuff I hope Marty Walsh is writing down on his notepad for the next uh, uh, CBA discussions is um, there's no timetable that Gary Bettman is held to for the appeals. So he, you have the right to a an appeal and you have the right to it relatively quickly, but there's no like set hours. It should be within 48 hours, within 24 hours, within 72. Nothing is written down. Have you noticed that every single conversation that involves this man involves none of us knowing what's going on and vague rules that he can just sort of bend to his will? Yeah. Yeah, Notice that. Been it's on purpose. Like, yeah. that's literally why it's written like that, so he can make any decision he wants. And he's been in charge since 1993. He's going to be in charge for another, what, three, four seasons? Yeah. Good league. At least, yeah. Great league. Um, now, uh, Detroit and Vancouver were warned before the game, and everybody said, well, it's because of Morgan Riley. No. It's no. because Wallman did the gritty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alexander Ovechkin got accosted for pretending to light his stick on fire uh, over a decade ago because of Morgan Riley in 2024. So what? Again, again, what is with this phenomenon of everyone pretending like they just flicked on a hockey game for the first time? It's always about the Leafs. And, and by the always. way, the oh Wallman thing and the Morgan Riley thing are completely different, right? The Ridley Gregg thing, I'll call it, because it's really, uh, it was Ridley's move with that, you know, the, the slap shot into the empty net that caused the thing. Jake Wallman is the cause of this situation, which is he did the gritty and, oh, see, we, we can't celebrate after goals. No one has said that. No one has said that. Everybody loves the Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. My stick is on fire. I didn't mind the Wallman thing. 
And I know that Nikita Zadorov taunted him a little bit after they got mixed up and he did a, like a, oh. a a boomer version of the gritty. <laughs> like, he sure did. I, Nikita Zadorov cannot gritty to save uh, his not life. Not really. He can flap his arms, though. And I was told by Twitter that that's how you deal with your problems. Mm. That's how hockey players uh, always deal with their problems. Uh, you know, it's funny that uh, Twitter chose to focus on that one and not the one that I chose to focus on. Um, the Florida Panthers didn't like a hit, so each of them grabbed a partner and beat the shit out of them. That's fine. <laughs> on the <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins. Completely yeah, fine. Well, it's allowed. Yeah. Now, I uh, I love this quote. Uh, Torts is, for better or worse, always a good quote. And he was asked about it coming into Toronto. Um, and it takes him a bit to formulate his words because you can you can almost see the wheels turning. Like, if I say that, I'll get suspended. If I say that, I'll get suspended. That'll get me a fine. Uh, okay, I'll just say this. You could see him trying to get to the point, but trying to uh, satisfy it as well. So go ahead. It's a dumb league. <laughs> it, 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 it is, it's changed for coaches too. And we've had to make adjustments because there are so many mistakes made. And I, I guess the thing with the young athletes is sometimes you have to wait your turn, right? As far as gaining respect and and not wanting everything right now, not expecting everything right now, as far as ice time, as far as your contract, whatever it may be. Sometimes it's good just to wait your turn and earn it. I think that's where I think the athletes have, have changed. They have entourages around them that I think direct them the wrong way. And uh, the hierarchy of a room, the hierarchy of what it is to be a pro, the process you have to go through as a pro, I think's lost a little bit with, with the athlete now. And, uh, it's something I miss terribly in, in being in the league for so long, seeing where it's gone to now. Great athletes, great skill, great speed, but the, the mental and the understanding what it is to be a pro and, and respecting the National Hockey League, that's where uh, I have some struggles. Now, there was, there was a, uh, a lead up there that he kind of hums and haws and then, and then jumps to it's a dumb league. But I... Um, that's the oldest thing that's ever been said. Yeah. I like, mean, no I mean, one has ever said anything older. Oh, the young yeah. kids these no. days, <laughs> they enter the league and they have no respect for anybody. There's an, Shut up. There's, there's an old lady in Japan who was 120 years old who was quoted as saying, I'm 120 years old. And it was less old than yeah. that thing we just heard. That's, yeah. that's the dude at the office who's like, oh, there's a new guy in here. He's just out of oh, university. Shot. Thinks so, he's all cool. So, oh, these rookies, you know, you can't come into the league with these entourages and they're bling. Dude, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about, hip-hop. you old man? Adam, Adam and Jesse are so good that sometimes when I see there's a big quote that everyone's retweeting, mm-hmm. um, I go, ooh, I'm going to intentionally avoid that until tomorrow's show. I'm glad show. you did. And I avoided it. So, And here's the irresponsible thing that all the outlets did is they put... John Tortorella's face, and in big letters, it's a dumb league. Mm-hmm. Send tweet. And that was it? If I didn't know any better, which I didn't, I would have assumed the decision to suspend Riley was the, was the was, crux, right? Well, yeah. It was either the decision to suspend him uh, not long enough or too long. That's what he was talking about. He's talking about like the people the players hang out with. Who is he? He's talking about rookies coming in and having attitudes. I think <laughs> <laughs> that's what he, that's what he 
he went off on. Is the illusion that Ridley Grigg has an entourage yeah. around him? Yeah, because he's, that he's told him that would be awesome. Second year in the league, and he's he's doing all these slap shots. He's back in my day, you weren't even allowed to take a slap shot unless right. you were fifty-two. No, no, he's really <laughs> yeah. got his his finger on the pulse. You know what oh, hockey yeah. of all sports needs to do? Go back to the way it used to be. <laughs> Dude, what I, it, you, it, it, about? you know, John, we, we were making fun of Ridley Grigg, you know, tongue in cheek saying he's a cop. John Tortorella is the cop. <laughs> I think he is. He is Stewie Griffin establishment. You always know what's best. Like he's just I, and what's funny about it. What's funny about it to me is it's like he John Tortorella used to fight this. Like, I think there was a story and forgive me if I'm sort of misquoting this, but this was maybe 10 years ago and he didn't like the music that was being played in one of the teams he was coaching stressing. It was either Vancouver or Columbus. Mm, and it was like, he, he had like tried to get them to stop listening to hip hop and go more like classic rock or something like that before the game. I don't remember. And you're just, way. you're just like, it's, it's, he can't help it. This is who he is, but it is quite funny to see a quote like that. Like I, gee, I can't, I can't sit like acting like Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messi and those guys didn't have entourages. Acting like Mario Lemieux didn't have an entourage. Come on now. Now, Ridley Grigg is not any of those players, but he's a young, cool, heel guy, and he's probably the toast of Ottawa right now. Of course, he's got some people that want to be next to him. And what what, what does Ridley Grigg gain from this other than national spotlight and name brand recognition? He's going to get endorsement deals because of this. He is. Okay. Okay. Maybe this transitions to another topic. Okay. Um. Because like Toronto media circus, blah, like they obviously treat it that way. Like, well, and it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sure. Anybody fine. who tells me that it's not at this point, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Sure, <laughs> sure, okay. Um, this story is obviously a big story while John Tortorella is coming to town, mm -hmm. and that is something that the Flyers couldn't help, right? Mm -hmm. Why'd they name Sean Couturier the captain? I was going to get to right that next. Right before. They they were just in Philly. Their last game was in Philadelphia. Then they between last game, which was in Philadelphia, and their next game, which was not, they named their captain. Why? Why did they do that? Why is that? Because it's Toronto. I don't. Is that why? Has to be because it's no no Philly's one of the biggest markets in well, the sport. Here's the thing: they were winners of four straight headed into last night's game. So they're feeling good, but they, but like, I don't understand why you couldn't, you would want to have like a press conference and, and, and put in the, Philadelphia, put the Jersey on and everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they'll do that, but yeah, I don't know. Guaranteed every Flyers reporter, whether they tell you or not is privately irked by that. I would be pissed too. Also, John Tortorella said that, uh, in the, uh, the season opener that they weren't going to name a captain this season. So that the fact that they did, mm -hmm. I'm I'm hoping some Philly journalists do a little digging as to why this happened, because this is strange. Not that it's bad. It's just weird. Do you want a quote by John Torrella talking about the locker room's crappy music? Uh, Please give me the, the clap. Yes. This what is year the thing. is this from? So it's 2017. Oh, okay. Was it the, the Penguin. This is from Greg Rusinski when he used to write for Yahoo. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets are facing elimination on Tuesday night at the hands of the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are up 3-0 in their first round series. <laughs> and this is what John Tortorella said about that situation. We're, you know what we're thinking? 
And I just told them, I just want to be able for them to put that goddamn radio on after tonight's game at 10 o'clock. That's all we're concerned about is to feel good about ourselves tonight after this game. Then we'll worry about what the odds are after that. And this, We're not even looking at a 3-0. The, this team has, has played really well this year and has, has grown tremendously. I do not want them leaving tonight not enjoying a playoff win. And then we'll talk about what we have to do. And, uh, yeah, so they play this crap for music when you come in after the game. I want them to be able to put that on and just jam with it and, <laughs> and so they can feel good about themselves. Then we'll decide how we approach the rest of the series from there. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he wants them to be able to play their crap music after they win. So he's not he saying said. not to play it. No, he's he saying said, I want you to play it. They play this crap music, and I want to hear that crap when I when we come back to the dressing room, we win our game. I want you to earn your crap yeah. music. Yeah. This, <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. He did. I, I swear to you, there's a story about him trying to get them to switch the music, though. Dude. I swear to you, it's. Yeah, out there. I assume there's another quote somewhere yes. in there too. But I, this one was about the crap. That music. is funny. Yeah. That this, is funny. This story <laughs> happened ten years ago, so I'm. Some of you are going to be hearing this again. Some of you are going to be hearing it for the first time. When I was in Philadelphia for the draft in 2014, um, there was a parking attendant and someone was driving where they shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. What would you expect someone working at their job to say to you? Oh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma'am. You, you can't park there or whatever. This dude storms up to the car and goes, what are you nuts? And that to me at the time was the most Philadelphia thing I had ever seen. Mm -hmm. Then they hired John Tortorella and I realized, wait a minute, that guy looked identical to John Tortorella. I need to know, is there a guy who works like for, where do the Flyers play? What's the name of the building? Wells Fargo. Or Wells Fargo. Center? I, I need to Wells know Fargo. if there's a guy at Wells Fargo. In the Wells Fargo wagon. In the Wells Fargo wagon asking people if they're nuts. Who looks exactly like John Tortorella? He is made to coach the Flyers. Are is. Philadelphians old? Like they don't—they don't have like old man mentality. No, they have what are you nuts mentality. Yeah, which okay. is like they're just abrasive, man. Like <laughs> I, Fan, okay, not all Philadelphia, but Philly fans. Oh, I know and people. People, what there are. Flyers fans who, whenever we talk about this stuff, they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> well, like, you are literally giving me, you are being abrasive with me right so now. <laughs> I got crap the other day because I was talking about Flyers fans uh, throwing their Ed Snyder Memorial uh, wristbands at the ice. And then someone was like, oh, spreading more misinformation about Flyers fans. That was overreported. Yeah, no, those weren't for Ed Snyder. They were for something else. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's incredible. I think if you heard that, it was, I think wow. the point going a, a wee bit over your head. Yes, absolutely. Uh, God bless Philadelphia. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Get ready for puck drop with BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. From game-winning goals to spectacular saves, BetMGM gives you the chance to take those highlight reel NHL plays to a whole new level. BetMGM has something for every hockey fan. Jesse, you're a hockey fan. I am. What does BetMGM have for you? Everything. <laughs> That's great, man. That's cool. <laughs> it's everything under the sun.
<laughs> Man, thank you for getting so specific. Wait, what's what's your uh, free, name? Something free money glitch. What, the... the betting the least when they're down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like plus two and a half goals. It's like it's not like crazy odds or anything, but it's usually always pays out because they get back at least close. Take your shot to light the lamp this season with BetMGM. Download the app today and find out why BetMGM is not only the official sports betting partner of the NHL in Canada, they're also the king of sports books. Go to BetMGM BetMGM.com slash dangle. BetMGM. You already screwed up. I know. You don't get around of MGM.com slash dangle. Here, I'll read the rest. Yeah, no. for terms and conditions. <laughs> Must be 19 years of age or older to wager. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. BetMGM operates pursuant to an operating agreement with iGaming Ontario, but it doesn't matter because I screwed up the read anyway. It doesn't matter. I thought, I thought you ended strong. <sighs> and then you cut yourself down. That's It's... Just scrap it. This scrap is all it. Bad. Scrap the whole thing. <laughs> Good for uh, the Flyers for the, like their their dressing room. Apparently, has really come together where it was pretty fractured before. Seems uh, like it. Good for Sean Couturier. Second year of an eight year deal. Going to be the captain or is the captain? Was wearing the C last night in Toronto. Um, let's talk about the game. The Leafs have back to back wins and back to back hat tricks. I'm going to run through right. some of the Austin Matthews stats with you guys, okay? We'll game. talk about the game. We'll talk about Philly's comeback. We'll talk about all that stuff. But let me just run through all the journalists' tweets last night who are like, I'm going to get a John Matthews tweet out there right now. Okay, starting with Jonas Siegel. He's so silly. Mm -hmm. Austin Matthews is only 76 goals from catching Matt Sundin for the Maple Leafs franchise goals record. He's played 449 games fewer than Sundin to this point. Now, if he hadn't missed... Uh, you know, some of the COVID season, some of the shortened stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a chance that he's at at Sundin's uh, level. In and around. In and around, which is kind of nuts. With, I mean, within arm's reach. like he, Maybe reachable this year, maybe. Yeah, you know? like he's more than a full season away from Sundin. Yeah. <laughs> but. but uh, from our buddy Arun, uh, no active player has recorded five or more hat tricks in a single season aside from Austin Matthews. Who was the last player to do it? Oh, I tried to steal a glance at Adam's laptop. What was the question? No active player has recorded five or more hat-tricks in a single season aside from Austin Matthews. The last player to do it was. Wasn't it? Jesse, can you guess too? Babe Die. Babe Die. was not Babe Die. Wasn't it Reg Noble? No. Five? No. What's it? no, it's, it's all names 0506. that sound 0506. made up. Oh, it's 0506. You're telling me Babe Die didn't do that. I'm sure Babe Die did it. Okay. What did Babe Die do? Everything. <laughs> he did. So did Reg Noble, apparently, because they keep coming up in the record books. But I, I want to talk about act Sundin? active players. No active players have done it. It was not Sundin. And I'm not talking about Leafs. I'm talking about NHL-wide. Oh, no oh. active player in the entire NHL has done it. Chichu. Chichu. Jonathan Chichu. That's it. We're talking about Leafs. Yeah, no, I, I said we were talking about I just that. said no active player. Oh, okay. Gotta listen. Yeah, but I was too I busy wasn't listening. trying to... Yeah, okay. Well, fine. Austin Matthews die. scored his fifth hat trick of 23-24. Tied Sittler, Die, Noble. Who? Die! Uh, Reg Noble boy. for the most in a single season in Leafs history, um, which is pretty spectacular. Unreal. Uh, 45 goals in his first... is, And that's from uh, the NHL PR, by the way, because uh, the NHL loves the Leafs, remember. Mm. 45 goals in a team's first 52 games has only happened... 21 times in NHL history before Matthews did Name it all 21. Name the last time it happened. 
Mm. And who was the player? What is what is it? How many and how many? Forty five goals in fifty two games has only happened 20, 20, 21 times in NHL history. Uh, before Austin Matthews did it tonight. Uh, Yager or Lemieux? See, Ovi. You are right, Jesse. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Pick one. Uh, Le- Yager. Lemieux. Okay, so it's Lemieux. Ah, damn it. What year? <laughs> 95-96. Yep, that one. You're both right. Yay! 1996. <laughs> That's pretty crazy, huh? And then, yeah. so, by the way, most hat tricks in a season, just to expand on that stat, um, Rick Vive had four. Babe Die had four. So Rick Vive did it in 83-84. Babe Die in 22-23. Matthews did it in 21-22, four of them. Then Sittler, Die, Noble. Noble! I've done five. Do you think if I went down to real sports, I could get a Babe Die jersey? Man, I don't even think Babe Die played for the Leafs. I think he played for the St. Pats. We're looking it up. I oh, I, I can get a St. Pats jersey. Yeah, I they think have you would. Them. I, him and Reg Noble. I think that's or either or there are arenas. Maybe Toronto arenas. I could check for you tonight. Oh yeah, Matt, oh going let's down go. To, uh, Matt, the uh, Battle of Bay Street. You could check. Yeah, yeah. Maddie could not be more have, excited. By I know. <laughs> that's she all not, she's talking she's like, about. Hey, did I tell you I was going to the game? Did I tell you? <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Take like the me out to the me game. Listen. You know what? <laughs> oh, sorry. What is it, Maddie? Listen, it's the first sold out Scotiabank um, women's hockey game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. first of many. You're you're gonna be there for history because they're gonna set the all time attendance record again, and it's gonna yeah. be cool to be a part of that. It's so yeah, special. I'm going to the me game. Yeah, yeah. me also, game. Watch Spooner get some tucks. We were yeah. sent we were sent a, a bunch of Toronto PWHL gear, and we don't know who it's from, and we're not sure if it's real. Yeah. Uh. I'm happy. Yeah. It's I like free Spooner and Nurse jerseys or like jerseys. Jerseys, yeah. And and uh, we just don't know who it's from. <laughs> there's no, no, nothing. But there's something, Australia. there's an Australian connection there? No, well, it's, it's like from, uh, it's from a weird shipping company. So it's it definitely looks like it was printed on demand, you know, like yeah. through like dropship or not dropshipping, but like print on demand services. So I don't know. I don't know if it's like real or not. Wait, wait, it's, it's <laughs> I don't think it's real. Like, well, how like, do you know it's Australian? Because is, it, is it because it's spelled T O R O T A U R? I thought it was funny. Yep. No, wow. <laughs> you were, uh, you wow. were laughing your way through your own show. Here, wait, wait. Give me my knee. Give me my slap that knee, baby. Let's go. You're on the records. You were doing the records. Yeah. What's uh, the record, Steve? What do you got there? Uh. Oh, and I so I don't know. Can I go get a Babe Dye jersey? We'll find out. You can get a Babe Dye jersey. I will buy you a Babe Dye jersey. Thank you. Jersey, okay. If you can okay. tell me Babe's right. real name. Hmm. Isn't it Reginald? I'll kick your ass. And also no, it's not. Oh. So I just get I just gotta guess every name in the English no, language. You get one guess. No, you get three guesses. Harrison. No. <laughs> um Bartholomew. No. Is it actually Babe? No. No. Okay. That <laughs> I'll clarify that for you. No, it's not Babe. Um Homer. Cecil. 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 Why they just call him Cecil? Babe die. Born May 13th, 19 or sorry, 1898. Oh <laughs> and Adam is right, or almost right. He played six games for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The rest were for the New York Americans, Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Hamilton Tigers, and Toronto St. Pats. Yeah. Dude. 
I think if you're going to get an authentic jersey, Jesse, yeah. first off, it's got to be made of wool. Mm. Uh, be hot as fuck. Hot, hot, just outrageously hot and itchy. Mm. You better be. I want to see some underboob sweat. I want on. a game worn baby. <laughs> I get that. What? I want game worn. Game worn? Yeah. No, back then they used to take the jerseys back. Do you, you guys know that, right? Yes. So with the old jerseys, this is how cheap the Leafs used to be. I think other teams used to do it too, but I can tell you specifically with the Leafs, when Johnny Bauer like wore a jersey in the 50s, at the end of the season, he would have to give the jersey back to the team so somebody else could potentially use it the next year. And they would take all the jersey numbers off the jerseys and reuse them. This is how tight things work. I was trying to find Babe Die highlights and I couldn't. I just, it's crazy. They don't have a Babe Die supercut there. It's <laughs> crazy. That, still photos. But no <laughs> HD cameras at the rink, huh? What a shock. You know, Steve spent his summers watching Austin Matthews is all, all his goals from the previous season. Can't do that with Babe Die. Let me tell you about Reg Noble. Okay. <laughs> no former pass. This guy was an animal. No, it's got to be friggin' uh, on TikTok set to like Meek Mill. Yeah, oh like, yeah. Like every other <laughs> Yo, the fact that they even got Hockey DB has a picture of of Babe Die. Babe Die. They actually got a picture of the guy. Like that five that would have been pretty rare. He was five foot eight, 150 pounds. He was the biggest <laughs> man in the league. He was five foot oh eight, my God. 150 pounds. All right, how about this one? Oh, what an animal. What a how beast. How about this one? Was Babe Die overrated? Because he never <laughs> had... He never had a 40-goal season. That's Boom! Well, yo, know, he, he, he... He had... Ear, have you ear adjusted him or not? He had 38 goals in 29 games. Boo, bum, get out of here. <laughs> Gretzky, Gretzky, 50 and 39. Screw you. Babe Die had 30... What is it? 38 and 29. No, That's crazy. Screw you, Gretzky. You got nothing on Babe Die and no assists. Okay, here's zero assists. He had six assists. Better question. <laughs> Was he underrated because he won a championship in the AAJ with the Chicago Shamrocks? Right. Uh, so he did. He played six games for the Leafs. Did you mention that? Yes. yes oh, okay. Yeah. How dare you? Okay, there you go. 202 goals and 41 assists. What a career. They don't 202 and 268 like unreal. That's that's not bad. They don't have the majority of his playoff stats. <laughs> yeah. Because it was pre-depression. Yeah. I they might not have had the playoffs. Like when when did the Here's the I I actually don't know this about the NHL's history. When did the playoffs start? I have no idea. All all Adam, I know you'll like this. His rookie season overlaps the signing of the Treaty of Versailles. <laughs> It started in the fall of 1919. Wow! Isn't that when it was signed? Yes. Yeah, in <laughs> Paris. Yeah, it took like it took like six, seven months to get that thing done. And if you look, that's where he's from. Wow. No, I'm kidding. He's from Hamilton. I, I don't. I don't think there were many Man, NFL players so in Paris wild. at the time, dude. Oh my god! It was a very long time ago. That's why when people go, ah, stuff from back then doesn't count. It's disrespectful. Extremely but disrespectful. maybe. No, no, <laughs> maybe a little. We have to accept the evolution of the game like baseball has, like sure. soccer has. Sure. I, I'm willing to listen to people who are like, none of the original six championships should be counted the same as winning it in a 32 team league or even like when you just the expansion, you know, past six because six is so little. Yeah. There, I it, saw an interesting need, one. Well, they did get it, up to like they did get up to like didn't they get up to ten or twelve yeah. before the depression? I think when it's six, 
like all you need to context those cups. Mm. You can't rank them the same as when there's ten teams or just more teams. I, I saw an interesting <laughs> one that was like, okay, what's worse? The Leafs not having one since sixty seven, the Canucks never having one, or the Rangers winning one, but they had something like two cups. <laughs> In the final like forty years of the original series, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like like yeah. Most of their cups are in the twenties. Like, dude, you suck. How did how didn't you luck into more than that? Yeah, I knew. Like, just fluke. So I knew somebody, and he has since passed on, but he played in the NHL for the Rangers. Okay, and he's a family friend, and I'm not going to say who, but he he's like he's like I was just big, and they put me in. Uh, uh, like this is back when you would pull your skate out of the bag and the boot would fall over the side. Like (laughs) you were leather skates, right? How did Um, everyone just break their legs? Well, because they didn't shoot as hard and they didn't hit as hard and they didn't skate as fast and all the other things. Yeah. The shitty slushy ice. Like, well, they didn't have shitty slushy ice. It was like minus 40 back then. This is pre-climate change. Oh, right. Yeah. And they're so, not going 35 kilometers an hour. Yeah. You know? mm, no, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Like if you watch a game from the 50s, you're like, wow, this is a way different game. It's, but but anyway, he said, he said like the Rangers were like night in, night out. Terrible. <laughs> 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 like they were just, it's so funny to think of them because now they're one of the vaunted, you know, the original six and they won a cup in 94 and they've had some really close calls and almost won it a couple times since then. And Gretzky and Messier played there and, um, you know, some, you know, Brian Leach and Mike Richter and all these great players. But for the longest time and even through the 70s, they were a joke. Like Phil Esposito, when he found out he was going to New York from Boston, he was really upset about it. And and uh, it's it's sort of, sort of funny to see how that has all changed since they kind of got their crap together in the last 25, 30 years, right? But for 50 or 60 years before that, it was like, ah, the Rangers. And the Blackhawks were a little like that too. There were four teams. Mm-hmm. There were four teams. It was teams. the original six with four teams. Who are, yeah, who were the teams? Yeah, there's six of us, but who's of the four of us who's going to win? Boston, Montreal, Toronto. Detroit. Boston won no cups during the original six era. Whoa. Okay, tell you what. Believe, is it Boston or what three teams then? <laughs> Boston won no cups? Uh, where did I just have it? The cups from the original. Six no era. way. That's a crazy stat, too. Uh, Sorry, I lost it. Oh, here we go. Um, Boston and New York won. So Montreal won 10 of the 25 Stanley Cups awarded during the original six era. Toronto won nine. Detroit won five. Chicago won one. And Boston and New York won no Cups. Wow. You (laughs) stink. That's insane. You stink. I'm like, how don't you luck into it? You didn't luck into one. It's like the Rough Riders in the CFL, man. Which like one? They, they've won the Saskatchewan one, oh, the one that matters. Got it. Sorry, Ottawa. But There's you know. <laughs> this line as well. It says, it was not a coincidence that two of the dominant teams were based in Canada, and the third was based in an American city that borders Canada. The league had a rule that gave each team exclusive rights to negotiate contracts with promising local players within 50 miles of its home ice. That's so, so shit. Yeah. So yeah. apparently the NHL's always been stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like they had no draft. Right, that yeah. is, and then if you were on the sponsorship squad, by the way, you were there forever. You had no rights to leave. Damn. You had no rights to sign anywhere else. You had you get Alan Alan Walsh talking about this. Like if you were on that that squad, like if you had signed that contract, even if you hadn't, you couldn't play anywhere else. Uh, I'm I'm trying to look it up, but the NHL's mobile site is just what are you, trying to, what are you trying to look up? There was something I looked up. It was like the year of Gordy Howe's first. Uh, MVP or something like that. 
there were 10 men out of 200 or something like that ab above the height of six feet tall. Four of them were in the Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, yeah, size mattered for sure. There are yeah. more six-foot men on last year's Golden Knights Cup team. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, There's a higher percentage of six-foot men in this room. Percentage, uh, yes. Percentage. Yes. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs registered a season-high 50 that, hits last night against the Flyers. Benoit with seven, Gregor with seven, Nyes with six, McCabe and McMahon with five, Giordano four, and the rest went to assorted. Now, the other thing I want to bring up here, and this is back to Austin Matthews for a second here. kind of chippy. Austin Matthews has the most goals in the NHL since 16-17. Mm -hmm. He has 344. Alexander Ovechkin and Leon Dreisaitl are next. Okay. How many goals do they have since 16-17? 302. 311. 311. Holy shit, really? 311. Dude, I pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> no way. Pasternak has 309, McDavid 308. So that's a 33 goal differential between Austin Matthews and, and the next closest person. Mm -hmm. He's not ahead. He's exploding past people. Yeah, he's on a better goal scoring pace than Ovechkin is, and Ovechkin's going to set the all-time record. But he's on the wait, thing is the thing is keeping it through yeah. your your age. Yeah, you know, doing it, do it, having the longevity to do it. Do you have the health? Yeah. yeah. And then here's the other thing. And uh, Nick Alberga tweeted this: in his last 30 games, Matthews has 30 goals, 31 goals. Excuse me. In his last 24, McMahon has five. Cool. In his last 31, Domi has five. In his last 27, Camp has three. Nice has three in 29. Holmberg, two in 19. Gregor with two in 30. And Bertuzzi with one goal in the last 30 games. boy, Nick. This, everyone was positive, 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 positive. Nick. <laughs> he's right, boy, Nick. He's right. I know he's right. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. I was about to be very unkind to William Nylander last night. Why is that? Uh, I Well, I don't have the stat in front of me. But he has... Twice as many, I think it's at least twice as many games without a point since signing his contract than before he signed his contract. And he's played two or three times as many games. He hasn't, even if you if you don't call this play bad, I don't know if he's been bad enough that you could call it bad, but he was a fucking animal. He was a force. He was one of the best. I had no reservation about calling him one of the best players in the league because that's how he played. He showed up to Sweden, took over that shit, walked it off, went home, continued to get better. And he's had some nights off. And then last night he goes, tell you what, Stephen, why don't you tuck that in your back pocket for a little bit? And he scored the OT winner. And he wouldn't have had to if the Leafs had not messed it up in the third. Now let's start this game off by saying that Flyers go up one nothing. Leafs don't have the best first period. Okay, fine. Second period. No, the Flyers won nothing goal is something to... You want to talk about what it? What the hell are you doing, Toronto? I mean, I, I, let's <laughs> all blow our assignment all at once. Yeah. No, Steve, your breakdown the LFR was great. We're just like, look at these gentlemen. Why is everybody going in the wrong place? Dude, uh, play the top unit for the full two minutes or the fourth line. Uh, whatever you do. Um, like, please send a message to all those people. Yeah. You stink and cannot be on our power play. After everybody made the wrong decision everybody. and and the puck's in the corner and the Flyers are fishing out to send it in the front and then Marcus Giordano decides, hey, I know everybody's in the wrong place. I'm going to also get to the wrong place. Dude, I'm like, why are there three the of you? 
<laughs> and why are the three of you? Well, why are there four of you? Why do you need to be the fourth man in in the wrong position? It was I didn't understand his decision making there. It's a panic move by a rookie from the oldest player in the league. Yes. Like I'm like, "Oh, okay, maybe he's filling in for Nope, Robertson's right there." What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What, what was happening there? And just a simple mistake like that. Hey, just stay in your assignment, you know? Maybe it doesn't lead to a goal. Yeah, it's and the Leafs are full of these little mistakes and it's very annoying. It it's very annoying, but they also have the best player since Babe died. Yeah, to then give them a three-one lead, and and all in one period as well. And what bothered me about the hat trick was not the hat trick or the way he got it. That bothered was fucking you. incredible. It was the third period where everybody's like, "Okay, let's just get the puck to Austin and not take obvious shots." I'm looking at William Nylander. I'm looking at Mitch Marner on a couple. Mitch Marner is known for that anyway, not shooting when he has a good shot. And 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 overpasses, dude. What the hell was that? The first ten minutes, the Leafs were rolling, and they kept giving. Like they'd get into the zone, they'd give their own scoring chances away because it's like, oh, we got to find Austin. Just fucking shoot the puck. To Mitch's guys. credit, he made a great pass on Austin's first goal and the third goal. The yeah, power. yeah, like, but he had he had a good second. Like, there was, I agree, but they, and then, to tell me that they were not they, that they were focused in, in there the was third. a little bit of cheating. Yeah, but the, I I blame that third period collapse, which is like it's unforgivable because it's two easy mistakes you don't make, you know, and they they lead directly to power plays, offensive they, zone penalties. They couldn't stop, you know, Gregor like. The, Oh yeah, he should have taken us both. There's no argument. No, there's no argument. You can't punch a guy in the face. No, what like they were. I thought it was very funny that after last episode they were jousting, uh, back and forth, which is exactly what they were doing. And the ref is looking and going, "Hey, hey, you two, knock it off," and maybe considering taking the both. And then Gregor escalated it by punching him in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that's a rough also, every and, time. And nope. you're not you're not a player on the team that should be taking penalties. Exactly. Like, no. Noah Gregor plays too far low in the lineup to be making mistakes like that. You should be benched. Dude, I how many times do I got to say it? The next player scratched should not be Bobby McMahon. No, Bobby McMahon has a place on this roster. He had a couple forever. good chances he last night. Friggin' better. He Bobby played McMahon great. great. He's a good player. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, then Bertuzzi, like, oh watch your God. stick. You're like, keep your stick in a play, a good place. Why are you tripping, guys? Behind your own net. What do you? What the hell is? I that? don't. I don't know what you do there beyond a seance. Like, I he's. Don't, you know I, what, man? I don't, I don't know what you do. I don't think that you need to sit Bertuzzi, but I think you may. Anybody who's saying play him lower in the lineup, and maybe try to play him against lower competition and try to get that going, like you got to do something. You cannot leave him. Staple to Tavares and Nylander, and other and, and there are guys who deserve a chance up there. I I, I think I didn't I didn't mind Holmberg. Yeah, there. he didn't play there last night, right? Yeah, uh, well, most, they, he didn't. They, they of sort of split it. Mm-hmm. There was a very interesting moment though, where Keith and Nylander were having a heated discussion, and I did my best to lip read. I couldn't lip read Sheldon at all, but Nylander goes twice, twice, and I'm like, what? What's he talking about? I was I was trying to figure that out. Was Did he you figure it out? No. Was he upset with a teammate? Was he upset with, you know, was someone hooking him and there there wasn't a penalty called? He's frustrated. Like the the one thing I'll I'll say about his uh, not necessarily slump, but he's definitely playing below what he was mm-hmm. um, in the fall. Is the fire's been there? There's an anger and a passion in William Nylander that I don't think we've ever seen at this level in his career. So that's encouraging at very least. But I mean, 
when are we going to find line mates for these elite players? Like even Matthew Nyes, on one hand, he's been Matthew's left winger for the majority of the season in a season where Matthews has 45 goals. He must be doing some of the right things. He's got nine goals. Did you see the uh, Sheldon Keefe clip where he's like, nice, go through that yeah. guy. Yeah, and that's a rookie. Yeah. You know, and part of me, sometimes I watch him play and I'm like, he is a rookie. It's unreasonable to expect a, expect him to be great at this role. And then you have Bertuzzi who's somehow doing worse. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the underlying number comparable is between the two. All I know is Nyes has three more goals than Bertuzzi does. Mm -hmm. And and if you look at the Bertuzzi numbers, and this is what people will tweet at us, um, the, well, the, the, the advanced numbers are good. At a certain point, and I think even people who are dyed-in-the-wool advanced stats people yeah. will tell you, uh, the number, the actual result... I enjoy the deserve to score a meter yeah. has to yield a goal at some point. And this is where this is where I wonder, like, put Bertuzzi with Domi. He was Yardcrow. with Domi last night. Yeah, he and, the and I like that. of his minutes with Domi and Robertson last night. And I like that. Robertson had some good chances. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I love Nick Robertson's game. I, I still think it's coming along. I hope they don't trade him. But I do feel yeah. like there's got to be something you need some you need to be available you need to be able to finish eventually like you can't yes, yes. i get that he's getting scoring chances and the highlight packs of domi almost scoring are amazing or domi bertuzzi almost scoring are amazing oh no you were right <laughs> eventually <laughs> you were right you need to put the puck in the back of the net and yes. it's just you need to finish and it's great if you're on a long-term deal it's like well eventually it'll come back this guy's gonna be gone He's got three months. He didn't want to be. I don't think the, his first choice was the Leafs, and that's okay. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to love the idea of coming to Toronto. There's media scrutiny. There's all this stuff. There's people like us talking about him. But like at the end of the day, you did sign for five and a half million. We expect twenty five goals here, mm -hmm. and you have six. And the possibility of moving him and getting some assets and like flipping him for something kind of equivalent isn't really possible because of the contract and the no trade. Right? Imagine it's October twelfth. Mm -hmm. It's opening night. And I okay. tell Steve and Jesse on this show, I come on this show with one of my hottest takes ever. And I go, guess who will be worth a first round pick at the deadline? Adam Henry, Adam Henry. Or, or Tyler Bertuzzi, who make about the same money. It's within a quarter million of each other. And you guys would say, well, f obviously Bertuzzi, you, you nerd. Mm -hmm. And if I say Henrique, you guys sure. laugh me out of the room. And guess where we're at? Henrique's were the first. Leafs probably couldn't shed Domi or uh, Bertuzzi's contract, even if they wanted to, to make yeah. room to make another deal. There's not really a team in the league that would take on Bertuzzi. I, so you're just, you're that, sitting and here, he's, and he's been good. I like his game. So I'm I'm looking at it right now. Noah Gregor has a shooting percentage of 5.6, which is bad. Bertuzzi has a shooting percentage of 6.2, which is bad. Yeah, that's gonna change. Domi has 6.7. Pontus Holmberg even has 6.9, which is nice, mm -hmm. but bad. Um, <laughs> then it's like defensemen. Dude, Tavares even, 8. David Kampf has a higher shooting percentage than John Tavares at 8.2. Bobby McMahon is the first double-digit guy, the lowest double-digit guy at 11.6. You know what I think part of this team's problem is? Shoot! A lot of these guys pass up opportunities. Mm. And mm. I think like there have been a few shifts over the last month uh, where it's like a pass contest. 
because everyone's confidence is shot because no one's scoring mm -hmm. <laughs> and everyone wants to help get the other guy out of the slump. Domi passes to Bertuzzi, passes to this guy, Someone passes be to that guy, passes to the... Dude, shoot the puck. B what did Bobby McMahon do when he got his hat trick? He drove to the net for the first goal after being allowed to go there by the St. Louis Blues who sucked that night. And he yeeted the puck <laughs> off of like one foot at the net. The second goal, like, the balls to even take that shot after missing the net by a mile, by the way. The play continued in the zone, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take another shot after missing the net by a mile. Uh, an, an even worse angle shot, and it friggin' goes in. And then obviously the empty netter. Dude, shoot the puck. Yep. I wish these guys would be a little more selfish. Uh, well, well, I don't know what you do to... Because if here's the thing. If the depth scoring is here, we're not worried about half the things we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Nope. If there is any depth scoring at all, not from all of them, let's say from half of them. Let's say, because listen, I've liked Max Domi's game. I think he was, he and Simon Benoit are the best signings of the Triliving era so far uh, uh, based on based on their contract values and stuff. I don't know why you don't like his game. I've, I've never understood that. Uh, I think he, he adds speed. I think he adds playmaking. Yes. I think they've paired him with the wrong people the entire year. I agree with that. Um, he gets hemmed in a lot. Um, he's a three million dollar center well that's so part of it right? that's a three million dollar center it's just it's a completely different approach from like okay they went out and they got ryan o'reilly last year yes right and i know they didn't have him for the full season blah 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 but they they don't play remotely the same <laughs> those two you know what i mean so i know there's a new gm in there mm -hmm. but they went from that to this and it's just such a sharp contrast. And again, we don't talk about it nearly as much um, if they're scoring. Like, Domi's a playmaker. Mm -hmm. We know that. And he's put up a surprising amount of points considering he's played the majority of the season in the bottom six and no one in the bottom six is scoring. you got to put him with finishers. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. Maybe you put Bertuzzi with him. And just see what breaks first. Well, Bertuzzi playmaking ability or Bertuzzi Domi Robertson. Somebody's gonna score at some point, right? I don't hate <laughs> Robertson that with that shot. Bertuzzi with his Zamboni ness. He just kind of slides all over the place. Nothing against Robertson, but I would really like to see Bertuzzi Domi Yarncroak when Yarncroak's back. Mm -hmm. um, they do miss him. I think. Yeah, I think definitely Yarncroak has that slot, that spot on the lineup. Yeah, and then well, if dude, if this keeps up. And Nyes doesn't score, and Bertuzzi doesn't score. Don't be surprised if Yarncroak ends up in the top six on the left. Yeah, that too. Which they've done, and it wasn't bad. I'm willing to give Nyes leeway, like we mentioned it a little bit. You know, he's rookie. He's still getting. We we forget that. I know. Very I just, often. I want to, dude. They need to start going in. <laughs> they need to start going and in. So, like last night, it was. I don't think it was a good game from the Leafs. I think it was a good one period by one guy. And oh he yeah, sa he saved the entire game, and then it was a great goal by <laughs> Willie. But overall, I was there's so many disappointing moments that happened last night. I'm just like good teams find ways to win when they're not playing well, which is mm -hmm. very encouraging to see that they ended up getting the two points. They are but, doing that more often this year. They're yes. not just falling apart. Yes, that's yeah. why it's been so so encouraging, especially the early half of the season when they had all these crazy comeback wins. Is they had bad games, but they'd still win, which is excellent. But you don't want these habits to persist throughout the rest of the season because you, come playoff time, you don't get these opportunities. Two unsung heroes that I want to do before we wrap. Ely Samsonov, 
was having a friggin' fantastic game. I thought the team let him down at the end. Still picks up the win. Mm -hmm. And someone who I've given it to a lot on this show, Timothy Lilligren. Yeah, he had a great great night last night. Good night. That's good, Timothy. Good, goodithy. Goodithy. Absolutely. Uh, that's a Lilia win. Timothy Lilia, great. What does it say about the Leafs that they played better when John Tavares and Mitch Marner and Morgan Riley weren't in the lineup? Well, I think it shows. Uh, here, here's what I want to say about that. The Blues were that bad. It okay. shows. I think it shows, first off, that this team doesn't give 100% every night. Mm-hmm. I think number That's two. That's totally true. It mm-hmm. shows that teams are exploiting the Leafs' weakness, which is they're not fast. Uh, you know, you saw what the. You guys saw what the Nathan McKinnon. Now, I know they're, it's Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. But, like, we're trying to play in that range right yes like the whole thing about the having the four superstars plus morgan riley who i would include as a, a top five the whole point of that is to be able to compete in that arena and and the avalanche who are essentially a one-line team swept in and said we're gonna one line you to death and they did it McKin- and they McKinnon's, did it by skating mckinnon's uh baseline is demon mode that's right and then playoffs is satan when yalzebub when t- <laughs> He is Lucifer Morningstar. When t- t- he is terrifying. <laughs> when Tavares is not playing up to his standards. Like the other day when he was, uh, or la- last week, remember he did that spinorama uh, or that half spin uh, in the offensive zone and nasty. set up a set up yeah. a goal. That was where he avoided the defenseman like he avoids paying tax. That's right. Whoa! Uh, vintage no, man, that the show. Yeah, that's vintage Tavares. That's when he's at his best. But he's at the point in his career where. If he is not at his best, the game does slow down in the playoffs. I'll give you that. But if he's not at his best, it's far more noticeable because of the skating. And I think teams can exploit that line. Yes, Willie's fast. Yeah, you can put someone fast on his wing. But the reality is the center is the center. And we call it the center because it's the center of the line. And we so so at least have to figure out something with that. And I think the other thing is, and I was I got into it a little bit with, with somebody on Twitter last night and not not in a bad way. <laughs> Were you tweeting through it? No, no, I just like, I was, I basically, it was like, I I was like, I I, I tweeted something to the effect of imagine Austin Matthews on a team that could play defense. Okay. Which is valid. I think it's valid. Back and forth. Well, he was upset about it because he's like, why can't it just be a good thing without detractions? And I understand what he was saying. That's fair. But what I said back was, listen, this team has been wildly inconsistent. What do I mean by that when I say that? We have expectations for this team based on their talent level. I know Morgan Riley's not in the lineup. I get it. This team is still better on defense than what they've shown you. What they showed you last night, they their boneheaded plays per 60 is too high. It's too high. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> too and, damn and high. They're, they're giveaways in the neutral zone that lead to offensive opportunities for the other team is too high. Are these players capable? Yes, they're capable. And this is what I want to impart to Leaf fans. I don't get upset when they lose a game that, Shit, they just got outplayed. I get upset when they play below what their talent level is. When I, you, you got, you know, you know when a team, even if you're not a fan of the Leafs, you know when your team is sort of just, I mean, St. Louis Blues fans, after Monday's game or Tuesday's game, whatever the hell it happened, mm-hmm. they were like, they, a few of them reached out to me. They're like, yeah, that wasn't, that was, that was not the Blues I've been watching. It's they, one of the worst games I've ever, in the 17 years of doing LFR, seen a team play against the league. They were terrible. I'm not, I'm not kidding. They were terrible. They just, they were fucking off. No effort. Zero. They Zilch. did not try. They didn't show up. So, they shouldn't have shown up to the game. So, this idea that the world lives in an NHL, EA Sports, NHL 24 vacuum, that the players give 100,000% every night and they play to their 89 out of 100. Uh, level is mm-hmm. bullshit. 
They're human beings. Yeah. None of us work like that. No. So I think with what, what happens with the Leafs, though, is it happens more than it ought to, and that's where I get frustrated. And I, and I know that these guys... Don't tell me you can get to the NHL and not make basic plays. And these guys sometimes are not making basic plays. It comes down to focus. Yeah. How does it feel knowing that you are a guy who spends your night arguing with people on Twitter? It was two tweets, Jesse. <laughs> That's all I'm spending. And, he, and by night. the way, this guy's a nice person and he's tweeted us for years. So I, I like this person very much that I was tweeting with. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a me 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 like no, we used to do like in our early twenties. Oh yeah, we used to we, oh, we used to just get into rip roaring fights on Twitter for no reason. Like what are we doing? This person's a good oh. person. It's just a difference of opinion. Oh, you've matured. That well, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think I've matured. Anybody who's listening to the show, the maturity level's the same. Uh, the stupid brain farts per sixty for me have gone down, which is don't don't fight with people on Twitter. What are you doing? <laughs> um, now, Jesse, I sent you a video. Sure. And I want <clears throat> I want you to uh, to play this because there was a real highlight of the night last night that I think that you will love. I think everybody loves. And Jesse, Jesse Steve, stop looking at the computer. Oh. Stop looking at the computer. Just let it come up on the screen. Just let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen to you. Let it wash over you. Steve's always trying to be like, I'm going to put my glasses on and oh. look over Jesse's shoulder at the computer. I was going to look at the screen. Yeah, I the thought screen. it was going on. No, it's, it is going on the screen. I'm being a good oh, there boy. Go. There was somebody in the building last night mm. that... For those of us of a certain era, is near and dear to our hearts. Yes. And uh, this person was a Toronto Maple Leaf and was so excited to see people wearing his jersey. And he was the alumni that was back that gives the uh, the jersey to Loops, the veteran. Loops Troops. Loops Troops. But yeah. it wasn't Loop. Yeah. Weirdly enough, Joffrey Lupel has not appeared at Scotiabank Arena ever since. Wonder what happened. But this guy from the Joffrey Lupel era did. Oh, there's music to it. Sorry. But it's Grabowski. And he went up and said hi to the guy wearing the Grabowski. Who has the happiest face? Okay, that fan is so happy. It's Harry Potter. That hot dog looks delicious. Also, that jersey is the one I was talking about. Yes, that is what you were talking about the other day. But show Grabo's face. Show it. He's filming. He's filming. Oh, yeah. he's just so happy. I love his face. He also has really funny TikToks. He is a very gifted TikToker. He's yeah. got a backyard rink that's fucking spectacular. Guy rules. Because yeah. he lives in uh, Jeff Merrick land. I can never forgive Dave <laughs> Where Notice land. for Where that. Land. <laughs> I can never forgive Dave, Dave Notice for that. It's the dumbest buyout in Leafs history. It's pretty freaking... I weird. remember... At, his, at um, Grabo's wedding, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. That era? This is why This is why I have a hard time with, um, with anybody who is associated with that Leafs team... When they move on, it's hard for me as a Leaf fan mm -hmm. to be like, yeah, great ad. Because I know what it was like when they were here, and it was bad. There's a reason why when Dave Poulin signed with the Sens, a lot of Leaf fans were like, good. <laughs> yeah, I think Pooley's a little bit different, and I think he's probably changed. I put a lot of that on Nonis. And and I sure. think, and, and Tim Laiwiki thought Dave Nonis was a genius. Signed him to a five-year extension, Man. and it's a it's a bummer. It's honestly, of all the great moves Tim Laiwiki did, it's like the one that stands out. You go, wow, that that really hurt us. Yeah. Uh, no, he did great uh, things with the Raptors. Great not, things for TFC. Not big fans of Laiwiki. I know. They're out of their minds. They're out of their minds. They're out of their minds. If it wasn't for Laiwiki, they would never won a championship. Go get one of those hot dogs when you go down there tonight. Those yeah, looked fantastic. Mm. I, if I can afford it, I will. <laughs> yeah, they're probably like twenty-two dollars. That looks yeah. like it's at least twenty. I'll spot you yeah. thirty bucks. I uh, so how much, can... Adam? How much did you say uh, Coke was at Scotiabank? 
remember that while oh, yeah. Natalie you got Natalie a Coke and it was like eight bucks or something? Oh, eight or ten dollars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's we told crazy. it on the show. I forgot. I have. Yeah. Uh, you're asking me to remember something from remember. a year ago. <laughs> Jesse's like, hey, there's no way he's gonna remember that. <laughs> but it was expensive. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy um, down there. Yeah, uh, I'll probably eat. Before. Compare and contrast that you've had a Costco dog, right? Oh my god, yeah. Okay, and they're a dollar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would like yeah. to know which is better: the Scotiabank Arena hot dog for forty million dollars, mortgage your house, or the Costco hot dog for a dollar? Definitely Costco. I think, well, just based on the value, you feel better yes. about it. I've but does it taste a, better? I've only had a Jay's hot dog before. I've never had a hot dog at a Leafs game. Jay's hot dogs are sadly disappointing. Yeah. I went what? To I went they to are. Dollar Hot Dog Day. Best decision of my life. Did you? Okay. Yeah. When you're yeah. paying a dollar, yeah. if it tastes different. It's fantastic. If you're paying full price for those hot dogs, I'm like, I expect more. Oh, man. Dude, $5 beers, Looney Dog. Mm -hmm. Great it's, it's a great evening. I hope they bring it. I think they have it this year. Do you again, remember Toonie but... Tuesday with the Blue Jays? Oh yeah, where you were, tickets were two dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, fun. What? Yeah, they used to be two, way back, yeah. and they stopped doing it, Matt. Because first off, it was all in the five hundreds, mm -hmm. and the and the fans would get super drunk, and then they would because no one was watching the Jays at that time, and and so they would filter down into the lower levels and sneak into seats. Yeah, and they would be rowdy, and there would be fights. Dude, there was a frat that got kicked out for being too drunk. I was a kid, and they were sitting behind us. And the leave, uh, the Leafs, the Jays at the time, I've told the story before, had a pitcher named Billy Koch. And so they all, in their drunken stupor. He's early, a good closer, by the way. Yeah. Early in the game, we're like, we should paint suck my Koch on our chest. I bet that went well. Well, so they left the game to get paint and came back. You were allowed in and outs back then. I, I don't know. I don't know where they found <laughs> all used the to paint. Be, you used to be able to go in and out of the Jays game if you wanted a cigarette. So... They realized yeah. these guys were doing that, and they said, guys, you you can't. You, <laughs> we're not asking you to leave. We're just asking you to not do that. Then later in the game, they had gone to another section, and they all get on the jumbotron, and they all go, hey! And then there's a split second where they all go, oh! And they, they run to like get in the proper order, and the camera <laughs> got off. <laughs> Dude, well, it was the best. And that was a Toonie Tuesday. That's fun. A that Jays ticket now for the 500s is going to cost you $25. This that's is, inflation for you, baby. That's the Blue Jays versus White we Sox on a Wednesday. God. It's not crazy, but like $2 between 25 I'll be honest. You should oh never much. have been paying $2 for it. Like that was, that was a, a ploy to get people in the building. Yeah, the team sucked. It was a terrible team. They were bad. They were really Lyle bad. Lyle Overbay? Lyle Overbay. Oh. <laughs> Man. Josh Towers? Oh, Josh Towers. Man. Eric I remember. Hinsky? Uh, I can, just, uh, I can sit yeah. around naming old Jays all Cor day. Corey Koski yeah. for a minute. I liked him with the Twins. He was great. Mm -hmm. Chris um, Woodward. Who was the guy? Who was the third baseman? Uh, Brett Lowry? Brett Lowry. Who, like, almost, that's, who that's almost fought an ump? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. That's yeah. very recent. Yeah. You, you had three Brett Lowry. Did, did I ever... Have I ever talked about meeting Brett Lowry? No. Lowry? Mm -hmm. I met him outside Grace O'Malley's. Oh, there's a good spot. And this dude... So a, a, a mutual friend, it was, it was the guy who came up with Team Unit. Mm -hmm. Remember Team Unit? Yeah. And it was Lowry, Colby Armstrong, I think Mike Brown, and I want to say JP or NCB or something. Mm -hmm. They had this thing called Team Unit, and it was like big on Twitter, and they sold shirts and everything. And he introduced me to Brett Lowry outside of Grace O'Malley's. And this dude manhandled me. <laughs> Absolutely manhandled me like he kept bringing me in for like bro hug and everything really but this dude tossed me around 
like a plastic shopping bag. Like I couldn't believe how fucking strong he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And but but like not just because he was strong, he was fucking hyped. Yes. And he was really excited to be on the street corner outside of Great O'Malley's. It's great to meet you. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's actively on the Blue Jays. He didn't. And it was amazing. He didn't. He didn't like hit home runs. He like he like fought the ball. Like he he was like he's oh, like I was like it's fuck. <laughs> it's like a you know what I mean like it was like a mobster movie like he's like you know when they fucking shit. try to smash smash their car up and he's that's the baseball he's just anger anger ranked the thing and another Graceful Malley story one time I was standing on the street corner and there was a random man walking by in full lederhosen and I'm like yo that's hilarious yo that's Corbinian Holzer. Oh, nice. Who was Anaheim on, Ducks great, Corbinian Holzer. If that, fuck you. Toronto Maple Leafs great. <laughs> How dare you? Did tomorrow's uh, the the um, uh, Corbinian Holzer Bowl. The Leafs and the uh, Ducks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Preds, we don't acknowledge Preds Holzer. No, Never. not at all. The Leafs homestand ever going to end? I'm just going to stay at home for. No, I, I, I you hope know what? So. <laughs> I like I like it because they're actually winning this time. No, uh. Jesse, be careful what you wish for. Uh, next week, um, they have a one o'clock game. And back to back ten o'clock games. No, I'm excited. Uh, so we get, thanks a lot. We get mullet and Vegas and T Mobile. Like that's a good that's a good look. I'm back excited for back. mullet. D- dude, what? What? We get mullet and T Mobile? Yeah. We get we get Arizona, which is a fun atmosphere. Oh yeah. We get a puddle of barf and a Ferrari. <laughs> Yo, like, m- what are you talking about? It's an experience, man. It is an experience. With fans? Like, I'm excited to see that on TV. And them playing the coyotes for the first time season. Hey, question. Does Mullet Arena show up as Mullet Arena in the video game? Surely. What uh, else would show up? I didn't I haven't checked twenty four actually. Twenty three, no. Um, they had it as like a default arena, kind of. It was kind of like they whatever the old was. They can't do that. But um, I'm pretty sure it's in 24. I haven't played it that much, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Yarmo Kekalainen was finally mercifully let go yesterday. Um, it's interesting because I think the thing that did him in is everybody, it, it's not the overall play of the team and, and, and that sort of thing or where they're going as a franchise. I, I think his job was done once Babcock got fired. And it was just a matter of time before the Blue Jackets found out yet again that they put an extraordinarily flawed team on the ice. Now, what's interesting about the firing, and Steve did a video about this on the SDPN channel, is that the architect of Yarmo's time in Columbus, Mm -hmm. the guy who kept him there this long, is now the interim GM. Now, we know that the Columbus Blue Jackets' ownership are in, in a vacuum. It's a perfect situation. Super rich, own the team, don't get involved too much in the hockey ops side. But with John Davidson there, how many playoff games have they played in the last 12, 13, 14 years, however long he's been there? It's not just like playoff games played. It's series one, and they've won one and a half. <laughs> yeah, the Leafs one is a half. Yeah. and It's I, a play-in. And, and I know, uh, like I was getting chirped by Blue Jackets fans, like, oh, Leaf fan, criticize... Do not hold yourself to the standard of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, you hold yourself to like Boston or v- Vegas or something like that. Please, Tampa. As a Leaf fan, please aim higher. Yeah. For the love of God, have some pride. I know they've been bad. I've documented actually quite extensively how bad they've been. 
The Blue Jackets they have had, been every bit as bad, if not worse. They had the crazy win against the Leafs that no one was expecting, and then they had the crazy comeback against the Lightning that no one was expecting. But that is it. I uh, I think some people expected the Leaf one, but okay, fair <laughs> enough. The uh, the the Lightning one was very unexpected. There was one thing in the video that I was a little unfair about. I talked about them finishing. I think it was third in their division mm -hmm. one year. Which is true, mm -hmm. but they were fourth in the league. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but oh. they still, they didn't do shit. They didn't do anything that ever. That was the John Tortorella, Tortorella clip of when they lost in the first round to the Penguins. Oh, well, that, that 2017 was when they finished fourth in the league. Yeah, they uh, they were down 3-0 yeah. the Penguins. They win one game. They lose 4-1 the first round. Oh, do we give teams a pass for playing a tough opponent now? Mm -hmm. Oh, good news, Leaf fans. Like, don't worry. All the losses to Boston and Tampa. The Columbus one is the only one that counts. Oh, and the Habs. Oh, but only those two. So really, they've only lost in the first round twice. <laughs> no, I think I think what it is is that... Good news. Uh, Mike Stevens made a really good point on, on uh, oh, he didn't. Twitter last night. Shut he said, up, listen, Mike. we can... Shut up. We can laugh about the Yarmo Kekka line and stuff. And, and I don't think anyone's like laughing. No. Uh, but he said, whoever gets in there... Say what you want about the current on ice product. They have a, a ton of great prospects and a ton of great draft picks Absolutely. and a good future ahead. I do think, though, the issue is the person who is remaining is the person that kept Yarmo there as long as he did. And I wonder in Columbus, how much change is really going to happen? When, when If you go back and you listen to the Mike Babcock episode mm -hmm. where he got fired, I went through the press conference where they interviewed, or sorry, introduced Mike Babcock and they talked to, about how they did their due diligence. And how did they do their due diligence in hiring Mike Babcock? They talked to all of Mike Babcock's friends. <laughs> One of them specifically was Ken Holland. And when they said due diligence, it's like, no, actually you didn't. You ignored your responsibility in business, and hockey is a business, to find the best candidate available. You wanted Mike. You went to a bunch of guys who said, Mike's a great guy because you knew that they would. You knew Ken Hitchcock was going to give you the heads up because they'd worked together. And a couple other guys, I, they're not even worth mentioning because I can't even remember them. Due diligence would have been calling Frank Corrado. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> due diligence. Exactly. Call Johan Franz and ask him how he feels. Well, and, like, and I think, and or um, Valtteri Filpula, who refused to come to the Leafs under Mike Babcock um, in, in a trade at the 16-17 oh, trade deadline. There are things that I'm concerned about for the Blue Jackets. They've got great prospects. We've talked about it. They do have great talent on that roster, and they've got an opportunity to move players around and grab, uh, grab some great assets. Apparently, they were in on Elias Lindholm, and it came really close. Why? Why? I don't know. And this is the problem. This is the problem. The Lindholm thing is the thing that freaks me out. Well, because I, I think don't it think them out. What's that? I think it freaked them out. What Columbus? Yeah. Why? Well, why would you fire him now? I think they were happy to let him do the rest of the season, let him go into the trade deadline, and at some point he's like, "Here's what I got going on for the trade deadline," and I think those above him were like, "What are you talking about?" That's the only fathomable reason I can think of that. Uh, for the timing, I like that logic. It yeah, they because it doesn't. The timing doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, it doesn't make. Oh yeah, we're gonna let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Hey, what do you got on the run? Oh, that's all stupid. Yeah, they didn't trust <laughs> this person to go through March eighth. So my question is, the guy that kept him there all these years and advocated for him, do you trust him? No, uh, no, not even a little. <laughs> but there's no one above him that's making a decision because the family. Yeah. Likes John Davidson. 
Well, um, I heard a rumor. What did you hear? I got a little tip. Um, Now, this is a a ways away. I don't think they're doing this now. Um, I think they would obviously wait until at very minimum the – I mean, just before the draft. I think this is something that probably won't happen until at least May. Um, But uh, the name I heard bandied about for the vacant uh, Columbus GM job is Mark Hunter of the London Knights. Well, how does that make any sense? Um, He was the AGM with the Leafs. Mm -hmm. We know that. The Columbus Blue Jackets are deeply, deeply uh, tied into the London Knights organization. Um, Rick Nash uh, is, I mean, their most treasured son. Um, And he was a London Knight for a very long time. I believe he's part of the organization now. And Basil McRae, who is the assistant GM of the Blue Jackets, I believe is also one of the co-owners of the London Knights. He's very high up in the London Knights, and he was part of that organization for uh, a long time. So when I heard that rumor, it made a little too much sense to me. They didn't say it was a done deal, but I've gotten good information from them before. So let's see. Interesting. Interesting. Well, and and Mark Hunter, who famously resigned from the lease when he didn't get the general manager's job um and nobody has come after him for it since dude he's that, not even been in rumors that's interesting that um let let's say he does become uh the gm of the blue jackets that first game against the leafs is going to be a huge money on the board game he was not happy about how that went down he wanted that job i wonder how that did go down because it seems like he was unhappy lou was unhappy and Lou said in his opening press conference in Toronto, like, if Kyle doesn't take it over for me in the next, or, you know, after this three-year deal is up, then something's wrong. And then all of a sudden he's like, nah, I don't like that. Uh, actually, um, I think I'm going to stay. <laughs> That's weird, huh? I'm going to stay. Um, I'm going to actually, you know what? I've decided I'm going to, I'm going to go to New York, take a team that on paper should be in last and uh, make the playoffs. <laughs> One of the things that Greg Wyshynski was saying, and we'll talk about this a little bit later because I don't want to get into it right now. Uh, when, he, when he was on our All-Star panels at All-Star, uh, he was saying that eh, the trade deadline's not looking like great names, blah, blah, blah. I wonder if they are veering off of what Yarmo's plan was, which is add more veteran talent. Please stop playing rookies. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we've got great rookies. Let's never play them. Um uh, which has been the Columbus Blue Jackets year, the entire totally. year. Totally. Let's how do we how do we make it harder for Juracek and Ken Johnson to establish themselves in the NHL? How, could we make it harder? Um, I wonder if that opens up some names that we weren't really expecting. You know, is a Provorov available? Is uh, you know, is Johnny Gaudreau either now or this summer? Like, does he fit into whatever the next plan is? Because it was very clear that they wanted to have good rookies. And strong veterans, right? I mean, I think it's a reasonable assumption that Johnny Gaudreau would probably welcome a move a somewhere. Move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm or just, anyone on that friggin' team, dude. I'm curious. I'm really curious about it. I, I think it'll be a very interesting time. Um, and I guess we'll see. But I hope it opens up more on the trade deadline. Kekalainen either got gassed for the moves he was going to make or mm-hmm. wasn't going to make. Could be both. I guess we're about to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Jesse mm-hmm. just sent over the jersey that was revealed yesterday. Okay. 
And this is Tampa Bay's third jersey. Can I can I put on my glasses? Yeah, you can. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So you've seen these? Yes. Okay. Now, mixed reaction. Some loved, some hated. But Tampa is famous for ripping off jerseys from other teams, specifically the Toronto Maple Leafs. Their main jerseys look like Leaf jerseys. No one can deny that. And the Leafs allowed them to use that shade of blue, which I'll never understand. Uh, they, they appear to have ripped off every police department. <laughs> so here's, here's the jersey. And then, Jesse, I sent another one through. And this jersey reminds me, while we're on the subject of Columbus... Of Columbus's third jersey. Oh, I thought you were going to say, remember the Leaf jersey they used to sell in Walmart that was black? Like, I'm not saying it as an insult. Do you remember that? No. It was like a knockoff Leaf jersey, but it was sold officially at Walmart. And no. everyone had it. I think that's part of the reason why we like the Drew House jerseys. Like, I think Drew House jerseys just look nice. I, yeah, they're nice. This is a bit of a stretch, Adam. Is it? Um, that is the same jersey. No, it's no. the One of them same. Does. So that logo is the same. Oh. Okay, so it doesn't have the shoulder whites. It doesn't have the bottom stripes. Logo, baby. Uh, the stripes on the shoulders are different as well. The logo is the circle. It's the same. I, <laughs> I think. <laughs> and by the way. The uh, the oh. the lightning <laughs> the, the lightning thing is ugly. So is the blue jackets one. I don't think either are great. Yeah, I like I like this jersey. I think it's just boring. Also, I'm done with the the special jerseys. Can we get back to just team has one jersey and then an alternate? I just like the off white. I think it's just a nice look. You like the off white? Yeah. I you know what I don't understand. Like again, it's February. What day is yesterday? Fifteenth. Your debut debut in a jersey. Today? Hmm? Like yeah, what what is up with that? I, that's an interesting one. Was there a special reason for that? You didn't feel like getting on this earlier? Like, is this you're trying to sell some jerseys ahead of the playoffs? Like, you, you know when you want to debut a jersey is after Christmas, famously, is you wanna <laughs> like yeah. that's weird, right? Well, I wonder if uh I wonder if they'd already had the photo shoot done with Stamkos in it and they're like, hey, we better get this out because he might not be here next year. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm kidding. Those are totally photoshopped. I don't hate the jersey. Um, it's it, but it's the same conversation we've. Oh my god! Whoa! <laughs> oh my god! You're not wrong. You know what? I've decided it's a handsome jersey, but it's a ripoff. Jesse, bring it up. How dare you? I can't believe this. I can't believe this. You know what? It is a ripoff jersey. Jesse's about to put it up. Oh, oh. oh. There you go. Oh, all right. They Is ripped it? off the SCPN wow. jersey. <laughs> they ripped off wow. the Dangle Navy jersey. You sons of my guns. You know what? Garbage. We won't take you to court if you trade Stamkos to Toronto for a seventh. That's it. He shoots right. We'll make him play D. Oh, man. It'd be great. It'd imagine be so imagine you have Matthews on one line, Stamkos on the next. Yes. Oh. Steve, you look good in this picture. Yeah, you do. Thanks, bro. This is a nice little picture. What a hottie. It feels like the implication is I don't look good anymore. <laughs> that is not the implication. Yeah, it feels like that. How the, would that be the implication? That's, that's the that's the quintessential Twitter reaction. Uh, well, what I'm, oh, so you hate how I look now. I'm going to Brent Laurie you across the friggin'. How dare you? I don't I don't mind these lightning jerseys. No. Well, yeah. it's or 
it's boo lightning. It's the conversation that we always have when a team comes up with an alternate. Is it a good jersey or do you just like the color black? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, the I think it was the Carolina one. Is this a good jersey or is red just nice? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine. Didn't they? It's fine. They just came out with another one, didn't they? Not the the pirate one. Yeah, what happened to that? I love that one. Mm-hmm. Here, let me try and find it. Okay, here's what I don't love about that. They're not pirates. That's not what the lightning are. No, there's some like history with that. It's honoring something. Is it that oh, the so Fox it was also a, play there? It was a warm-up jersey. Um, Gasparilla. Adam, what is that? I Tampa Bay celebrates annual local festival in Spain. Oh, that's sick. I like that. Well, that's that sick. Why don't they go with that? That's totally different. Yeah, and yeah. this logo, like this pirate logo, that's like, awesome. That yeah. should be your old jersey. Fuck are you talking about, Lightning? Oh, look at how Dude. badass oh, that man. is. That is sick. Oh, hell yeah. Wait a sec. That was Alex Kalorn. Was last year. Oh, damn. I thought this was new. Couldn't they? I guess they brought it back this year, but I, this article is if from you, last year. I know that's like. Yeah. Like the Adidas practice, but couldn't they? You, if you put a stripe on that at the bottom, it, that's a perfect jersey. Yeah, just make it the old jersey. I, this is awesome. This is what, what I'm saying. This? All these extra jerseys, it makes you move off of what might be a great idea very quickly because it's like, oh, we got to come up with another one now. Holy shit. Like, that is, you got it. You already did it. Stop perfecting it. It's perfect. As a Leaf fan, I would like the Lightning to start wearing black as their primary. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you hate that so much. Dude, they're identical. It's bullshit. They're identical. On Hockey DB, they look the, like they play for the same team. It's, Canucks too, low-key, actually. Yeah. When when they have the shoulder shot and the head yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. You're not wrong. Yeah. You know, guys. This, this never is the best wrong. logo. Go with this. I may not know much about, uh, about anything, but I do know that in hockey, when your team can't score, losing a goal score can be detrimental. Mm-hmm. Mm. Crazy, crazy hot take from your boy Adam Wilde. Mm. Jake Gensel will be injured for the next four weeks, making the trade deadline potentially less interesting. But also, I mean, if anybody's going to score in the the power play, dude, it makes the Penguins uh, a far more clear seller. But it It takes away their greatest chip. It's worst case scenario for them. It'd be better if like Crosby or Malkin was out. Like yeah, because they're not getting traded. <laughs> Dude, it's terrible. It's really terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, it, it can he still be traded? Can yeah. you trade yeah, somebody sure. who's on IR? Yeah. Yeah, but okay. like, do you want that? It definitely player? brings the value down because it's like, how bad is he injured? Right. I still think there's a possibility he gets traded. Yeah, like, but it'll take him into like mid March, mm-hmm. and then you have, I don't know, a dozen games to get a player recovering from injury. Uh, acclimated to your lineup. Right. But it's there's still the a best. possibility. You know, you sell on them just so you don't lose them for nothing. If you're not going to resign, get oh, totally. If you're dubious, maybe you just move them for anything so that he doesn't just walk, especially if they're going to miss the playoffs. Well, which is looking more and more likely. Even though um, uh, they picked up that win last night. Mm-hmm. History, last uh, night? history typically indicates uh, the future. So dubious will lose him for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> never happened in toronto stop it own rental own rental we we think we have a great team here um now jesse and steve and i were having a quick conversation beforehand because there's there's there are two schools of thoughts right there's the greg Wyshynski, this deadline's boring and there aren't a lot of great names and then there are people that we've heard from that have compared it to a pending volcano mm. okay and they'll they'll remain nameless for now spicy like as in 
Everybody's holding so tight. We had a little bit of a leakage with Lindholm to Vancouver, mm-hmm. but that was it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is you know, we know that New Jersey wants a goaltender. We got real. Monahan too. Oh yeah, Monahan. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Insidorov um, way earlier. Yeah, I wouldn't count that as like deadline fodder though, right? Because it that's was like a November trade. move. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I I look at I look at the Markstrom like Markstrom to New Jersey needs to happen. Everybody wants it to happen. Murray Edwards is like, no, I will not retain. Calgary down the barrel of the fucking camera. Don't play with me, Calgary. They're gonna. They're gonna. Don't play with me, Craig. You better be traded, everyone, Craig. I'm sick of the noise, Craig. I work nights, Craig. You're keeping me up. Knock that shit off. Hannafin has always been in there. Who else has always been in there in these uh, trade Tanev. rumors? Tanev has always been in, in these trade rumors. Now you're throwing Markstrom. And Rasmus Anderson in there? You better be the star of the show on March 8th, Craig. March 8th? March 8th. Oh, <laughs> Don't play with me, Craig. Sick of this shit. You're good. Listen, you March 8th. Yeah, March 8th. March 8th. We're not expecting. That's to be the title of the March 8th. We're not expecting this to be a, 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 a great trade deadline. Although I think sneakily it could be. But Jesse, you were going through some of the names that could have been dealt at last trade deadline and, oh. and comparing and contrasting. Yeah. And and I think, okay, so what do we got? What do we got right now? We got like Sean Walker, Scott Lawton. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, we got Hannafin, great player. Not necessarily like a marketable star yet. Just go to Cap But still friendly. a great player. Just go to Cap Friendly, the Flames roster. They're on the trade board. God. All of them. It's country of so heading into... Like, because some some of these players moved well before, yeah. But um, trade trade deadline. Boards. But heading into December first, twenty twenty two, some of the names we were throwing out there included Horvat, Eric Carlson, Jacob Chikrin, who eventually went to Ottawa. Eric Carlson was no, not moved. Horvat would moved ahead of the deadline. We had John Klingberg who moved at the deadline. Sean Monahan, mm-hmm. that was a thing. Um, Gavrikov. Tyler Myers, Patrick Kane, Timo Meyer, Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah. Was, that's a list of 10 names. And that before. was the December list. Yeah, that like, was the that's December That's the way list. too early list, right? So if we compare that to this year's December list, I think I like last year's a lot better. But now, my question, guys, is can some of that open up? And I'm going to specifically ask you about one team. Okay. Now, we know Calgary is probably a little bit on the heavily trade you expect them to make some trades now and at the at the draft. You expect that Philadelphia might be a player, even though they're winning, and it's like so Philly's in a weird spot. Weird. But I but I still think that Danny Briere is like, no, we're doing this. This is what we're doing. Yeah, but then Philly's like, oh, Sean Walker, right? <laughs> like, it's Sean Walker and Scott Lawton. That's not a five star name, <laughs> right? You've got Adam Henrique, as I told you, now worth a first round pick. Look at that. Sean Monahan was too. This is crazy. Tarasenko on the send. Yep. Yeah. There's a, there's a guy. Here's a team that I'm interested in, the most interested in. And this is because this team last night put up one shot in the first period, and that is the Nashville Predators. They were outshot 18 to 1 in the first period against the Dallas Stars. And I think it's finally time. Can we please, Barry Trotz, finally admit it's time to retool? I'm not saying rebuild, retool. And I uh, people gave me shit when I said Ryan O'Reilly signed there because it's it's not like he signed there hoping he was going to win the cup. And then he gave a bunch of interviews and he was like, he's like, well, why can't we contend? You can't contend because you're not good enough. That's why. Damn. 
And and I think it might be time. There are good pieces there. O'Reilly, Chen, probably part of the future. That's great. I think it's time to move on from some pieces. Nine two. <laughs> that the, smells the familiar. One thing that works in Nashville's favor this year and not selling is that there's a free playoff spot in the Western Conference. Yes, that's that true. nobody wants because there are only seven decent teams, and a couple of those teams in the seven aren't even that good. So sell to one of the suckers that <laughs> think they yeah. should be in that spot. All right. So you got you got that extra spot in the in the West that is going to go to the Blues, the Preds, the Crack in the Wild, and like the Flames might still think they're in it, but they're not in it. So like. If you want to be in this thing and compete, you can if you're Barry Trotz. Now, I cannot believe that team I watched the other night is in a playoff spot. I cannot fucking believe it. Now, the Predators, by the way, are four points behind the Blues. Mm -hmm. Dude, they're eight and two in their last ten. They're one of the hottest teams in the NHL. The Blues are, yeah. That's impossible. The Preds are three, six, and one. Yeah, no, the Preds suck. The Blues, they did have the all-star break in between that. Yeah. But um, they are pretty hot. When did the Wild win four straight? What the fuck? Sorry. Yeah, but they wild wild could still sell. I'm looking at some of the teams near the bottom who would be selling ish. And it's like, what do you have to sell? Coyotes, it looked like they could actually make the playoffs earlier this year. They've kind of fallen off, especially the last 10's been terrible. Uh the Ducks really don't have a lot outside of Henrique or potentially Trevor Zegris, which his name has been getting out there. To yeah. Montreal. Yeah. Mark Antoine and Arpin were talking about that yesterday. Yep. Um, San Jose doesn't have a lot to sell. Hurdle's now injured, too. So if you were going to try to move him, you can't until he's healthy, probably. Blackhawks have nobody. Like, nobody's going to buy it for the Blackhawks. Look at the friggin' goal differential. But the the bottom the four teams in the Western Conference would all be the last team in the East. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, literally by points. Ducks, minus 44. Sharks, minus 90. Blackhawks minus 79. Sorry, last three teams. And what's not the Coyotes. complicating this trade deadline are people like the Columbus Blue Jackets on Ottawa Senators, who are the last two teams in the Eastern Conference, going out and saying, we would like to buy, please. The Senators going, no, we're not going to sell. We're going to go after Chris Tanev. The Blue Jackets up until yesterday going, no, we're not going to sell. We're going after Lindholm. The Sabres don't want to sell. The Canadians don't have a lot to sell unless it's Jake Allen. That's not a lot. Goaltending. The Caps, what can they sell? Uh, not tickets to uh, building. No, I know state. you're trying to make it. What do they have? Uh, not a lot. Penguins are probably not going to sell, right? Because they're, they're hanging on with both hands. But you're missing something that's very important to us and the broadcast overlords of this country. What is it? Even if it's a quiet trade deadline, by and large, mm-hmm. it's going to be loud in Canada. Mm-hmm. Canucks are buying. Mm-hmm. From who? Uh, I don't know. The Jets are buying. From who? Maybe from the Flames, who are selling. I think there's a lot of teams that are deluding themselves into thinking that, like, the Wild are finally on the block. They're finally going, you know what? Maybe we should sell. They've got, yep. they've got pieces they, they could sell. Well, but like, there's a lot of bad teams, yeah. and Ottawa. I know they had their moment against Toronto, but they went out and played Columbus next and did great. But like, let's be honest, that's not a great team. They got murdered by the Ducks yesterday, and I'm like, I I hate my team. Uh, I know, I <laughs> Dude, know. How do you get, how, how does do that happen? Five one to the Ducks. But what the is, fuck, guys? This is my point. Is like like uh, even the last place teams are like, no, we will buy. Why? What are we doing? 
Uh, Max you, Celebrini, I hope he scores 50 goals. Are you asking them just to sell for content? I'm at, well, yeah, yes. That's 100%. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm asking them to be realistic about where they are. Right. Like Columbus, just be bad. You've got great pieces. Start selling, baby. Start grabbing those prospects and blue trick prospects and uh, draft picks and all that stuff. And then, and then this summer, weaponize your cap space. Either go out and sign somebody or be the third team on a trade and retain some salary and get more assets out of it. I think the Blue Jackets have their future pieces. It's about accentuating them. Oh, uh, how about more future pieces? Well, well that's that crazy. Could, Here's the problem with the Leafs. Help. The Leafs had future pieces. They became Marner Matthews Nylander. Mm -hmm. Then they were supposed to have a secondary run where they had Janssen and Kapanen and... Well, Hyman. Hy Hyman was... They got with, rid of them all. Hyman was Probably. the... No, most Trevor of them weren't Moore. that good. And because they didn't... Let's were, was Janssen and Kapanen were they that great? Kapanen no. who could barely keep an NHL no. job and Janssen who's no longer in it. Well, you fucking pick up. Your all I'm saying out. is, Why are you so that? all I'm saying is the Columbus Blue Jackets have an opportunity here. The Ottawa Senators have a blue uh, an opportunity here to get more good good people. Mm -hmm. Take it, take it. No, don't trade assets for Chris Tanev of Ottawa. I know he's a good pro. Sign him in the summer. They're going to trade Tarasenko though, which was a yep. CJ eight great live show. Of course, so they were always going to trade him. The, the Canucks have been noisy. Hopefully, we'll get noisier. The Jets have been noisy. Hopefully, get noisier. Oilers, no noise. That's going to get noisy. Oh, yeah. On noisy. one of the trade boards I was looking at, they had at number four, the Oilers' first round pick. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> like, that's good. I like that. The uh, That's not a, a high-value pick either. Like I don't know what people are kidding. No, but it's a first. That's a 25, 26 overall. Hopefully 32nd, but um, it's a it's a first-round pick, so it's going to be valuable to some organization. The the Flames are like a frat party after exams. That's how noisy they are. Mm -hmm. uh, the Leafs are always noisy. Sens have been noisy. And the Habs, always in there. Mm -hmm. Always involved in something. They're probably going to sell just a little. Habs so, fans are very happy with the team recently. Yeah. I mean, they've been good. They've been good. Yeah. Any progress there is progress. You yeah. gotta you gotta it's all graded on a curve, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you remember cheering for those pre Matthews Leafs teams. Man, Parento Vetchkin. Parento Vetchkin, baby. <laughs> um yeah, so even if it's not the greatest trade deadline, mm -hmm. um, I think all fans of Canadian teams are gonna have something to talk about. I need Nashville to accept that they're that this is not a good team yet. Call your GM. It's time you had the talk. Don't make me sing the whole fucking What's the song? What, are we, what song is that? Robin. It, it's a fucking... Uh, she tells the person who's cheating on their significant other with her that it's time that he leave her. <laughs> I only know dancing. I'm it's a catchy song oh, okay. about a terrible subject. Uh -huh. You're actually kind of a bad person for doing that, Robin. Wow. But anyway, it's a, it's a banger, though. It's a okay. tune. <laughs> I did not expect to be a Robin fan. No. The trade deadline will be very, very interesting. If a guy like Rasmus Anderson hits the market, the, the, the haul for him is going to be crazy. Oh, my God. Like, great defenseman and two years left at a reasonable cap hit? Scary. Like, it's funny. A lot of Leaf fans have been like, no, screw you. Protect the prospects. Protect the picks. And then Rasmus Anderson's name came up yesterday, and they're like, take it. Take it I'd all. Give, I'd we, give we, everything. We don't give a shit. Give uh, there was the report yesterday from CJ about how the the Bratcher Living's unwilling to move the first-round pick because they've sent the first-round pick so many times out the last couple of years, and they have no seconds for the next three drafts, and they have a bunch of thirds and all that stuff. And I just sat there yesterday watching Austin Matthews in the second period score three goals. And 
every single year that you have Austin Matthews playing at this level needs to be a go for a year. Yeah, I don't care about first round picks anymore. Like I was on the bandwagon of like, don't sell the farm for right now, just on the chance that you could win a series or anything. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're right, so, man. Every year you have Austin Matthews. You have a shot. You have yeah. a generational superstar. Just go do it. Go do you know, it. No, the thing yeah. is, Jess, I think you're hundred percent on, on that one. And, and, uh, so they okay they draft they use this first round pick this year that's somewhere in the twenties. Well, four years from now, oh, that man. could be crazy. They could get another Easton Cowan. Yeah, like you know what I mean. And I think that's that. I like Easton Cowan a lot. I think he's that's great. But we're not in the range where we're rebuilding anymore. Go and if you're going to use the first, and I think there's a there's a point to this, which is Brad Treliving is saying to all the people that are talking to Brad through his channels or whatever and whatever filters out into the world. I'm not trading this unless, because everybody says that. I'm not trading it. If you say that you are trading it, mm -hmm. well, then the value goes down. If you say that you're not trading it, well, but if you put a crazy package in front of me, I would trade it. And I think that's what they're looking for. Who doesn't want a crazy package in front of them? Well, if you, you, can, have, I mean? if you can have you know, you a Rasmus I mean? Anderson for first round pick plus plus whatever it is, I don't know what the deal would look like, then you don't need the first round pick. You have then the defenseman. You, you have the guy that you would hopefully draft and in 10 years would turn into Rasmus Anderson. Yes. Just well, go get the guys yes. and support the players you have now. You just signed Willie to a bajillion dollars for the next 20 years. What are you going to do? I not win? Like, well, you have to win. You don't have a choice. No. You know what? I have good news. You guys are forgetting the good news. Because this podcast is eventually going to end. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll have to wrap it up for today. And people are going to be sad. Yep. Mm-hmm. They could then turn on the CJ show, which is releasing an episode today mm. and has all sorts of information on this stuff that we're guessing about. And he may have answers. I haven't oh, heard it yet. Oh, that's what you want to say. I, I wanted to promote one of our fucking things. You're going to make a point about what we're talking yeah. about. No, fuck that. Stupid. No, why would I do that? Lame. No, why would you no, do that? Me, give me the why Aussie, would you do that? Give me the Aussie <laughs> Toronto uh, joke again. That was <laughs> It was underrated. Toronto. How fucking dare you? That was a great line. All right. I All think right. we need to go. Let's wrap it up then. It's Friday. Enjoy. They let you get to Friday. They did. Who? We're here. They. Who's them? The man. John Tortorella let you get here. And he was like, screw you and yeah. your bad music. Now hang out with your entourage <laughs> and let them tell you to listen to the CJ show and also subscribe to SDP VIP. And also what else? The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.